Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today, we've got Kenny Klaus with the Klaus team, and he's here to share how his team has sold one house a day for the last nine years. An unbelievable number. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, broker owner of Stunning Homes Realty and the co-founder of the Offer Fast app, the only app you need for wholesaling. And I help people become real estate entrepreneurs. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And before we get started, I started the show because we want to give back to our community. So uh, we've struggled before. I've heard some of the struggles that you've gone through. Uh, and we want to shortcut that struggle for as many young leaders as possible. So I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's the only thing that I ask. Uh, if it, if you get value out of the show, either um, tag a friend below, share this episode right now, or tell them your best takeaway. That way we can all grow together. Uh, and don't forget this is a live show. So if you're willing to ask the questions, Kenny's happy to answer <laughs> them for you. Uh, so we'll start with a softball here. What got you into real estate? Wow. Well, first of all, man, it's an honor, and uh, thanks for the opportunity. I apologize. I uh, was a little under the weather today, and yeah. but I couldn't uh, couldn't miss this opportunity to spend spend some time with you. Power Hopefully, I don't uh, get anybody sick here today. Yeah. But so I'm not uh, not dressed in my realtor gear today. But, uh, <laughs> but here goes. We're going to have some fun. So, uh, what got me into real estate? Uh, you know, for those who know a little bit of my story, I was the FedEx guy for 13 years, mm -hmm. and um, during that time, it started a little pest control business. Built that up, sold it. And uh, went, while running FedEx, yeah, I was still there. I'd just go to like four twelves, and so you know yeah. you had three days off, so you cool. had, had to do something. And and then um, so the entrepreneur side, I, I saw a lot of guys there that I still am friends with today and respect a lot. But I just knew at, at my age and time in life that um, I knew there was a ceiling there. Or I felt mm -hmm. like there was, and so started looking around. I had a manager one time lean across the belt. Uh, we were unloading packages, and he showed me a check and. It was for about $5,400, and I said, oh, what's that? And he's like, well, I sold a house, and this was back, obviously, like 19, 20 years ago now. And uh, I said, wow, and he goes, you know what? He goes, I think you'd be really good at this. Um, yeah. You're a real people person, da-da-da. And I just saw that check. Like, you know, I did. I never had the zero. It was like $540 would have been a check, you know? Right, so right. it was like, wow. And, and, you know, you wake up every day unemployed, which is a motivator, mm -hmm. and yet you wake up every day and, and uh, you know, there's no ceiling on, on opportunity. It's how hard do you want to work? How um, much do you want to grow? And so I started doing it part-time and it took me about four years because I was very nervous and conservative with having a family and, you know, going to all commission income with having good benefits and, so I went from full-time to part-time to, I'll say, really part-time. And was yeah. working about 12 hours a week unloading cans just to keep the benefits. Mm -hmm. And after about my fourth year, and, you know, I was well into the six figures in GCI, I was able to uh, to make the break. So our goal was to have no debt and have $10,000 in the bank because that would have been a huge opportunity and milestone mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. And um, we went over that number, you know, well past that number because I was still nervous because you mm -hmm. just don't know. And um, and then broke free and uh, the rest is, uh, you know, but it it helped you learn, you know, who you are. And, and a lot of the things that hopefully we'll talk about today right. will come from those experiences. And, you know, life puts you in places for a reason and you just take take away what you can from it and, and keep growing and driving. Very cool. So uh, starting part time, what were some of the early struggles? Just the, the hours. I mean, just having a life along the way, you know, um, yeah. having two kids already at the time and, 
you know, you get those buyers. And of course, back then you're working with mainly buyers and mm-hmm. you know how that fun is, is, uh, you know, it's kind of their schedule. Yep. You know, most of us get into real estate for our own schedule and, uh, in the freedom and, the and, we, and we realize none of that <laughs> happens. And, uh, and so, but you know, I'd say the struggles were just, you know, growth at the time and growth, by the way, has been the biggest struggle throughout yeah. the entire time. I just, you don't know it at each phase that you're mm-hmm. going through because you're in the middle of it. Right. And, um, but it was really going from from just working all day every day, and um, you know, in the disappointments that come with real estate. Meaning, you got that buyer, you finally got one, mm-hmm. you're doing everything you can, and they go buy a Fisbo without you, uh, which is an experience, obviously, I had. And so, right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it was just that those challenges. But um, but growing through that time. Um, was was really you know a challenge because I didn't know what I didn't know and I was with a small independent company and there was obviously no training and everything you just right. willed your way through it and um, with just perseverance um, my favorite words relentless so just was just relentless just you know just gonna make it happen well I, mean, I think the growth thing is is, is an interesting thing right because I want to uh-huh. say this about a half a dozen times where I was like oh I figured it out right <laughs> I can take it easy for now. that moment right right for that moment. <laughs> And then life lets you know. Life humbles you very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. So what what are the first two or three things you would do differently if you were starting real estate today? Oh, man, it's a great question. I think um, I, the easiest thing would be just personal growth, just mm-hmm. becoming a better person um, uh, from leadership standpoint to communication style to negotiation to just understanding people better. Uh, I think I just, you know, I failed forward through that, and I look yep. back and – you know, to, to sit here now, 19 years later, still humbling and crazy to me to think, but to know the lives that I came across during that time in my organization and some of the relationships that, you know, I wished I would have done a better job or been a better leader as I was growing. Yeah. Um, but I'd say personal growth above all else um, is is the key to, to success in anything that you're doing because, you know, your world can only grow to the extent you grow. And so if you don't grow and yet you expect the world to give you something, it's not going to do it. No. And it's really not that hard. I mean, you've hung out with me a little bit. You know, it's like, hey, he's, he's kind of a simple dude. Like, there's not right. a lot there. Like, it's not... It's not rocket science, but it's a desire to just get better every day. And I know we hear all the cliches, but I mean, truly to go do it. And, you know, Buffini taught me kind of the five circles and, you know, your spiritual and financial and physical and personal and Mm -hmm. um, emotional growth. And it was was just a mission since 05 was I just have to get get better. And I mean, I can tell you um, going through Catholic grade school, high school, I mean, I got by. Right. I don't know that I ever read a whole book. Um, I'm sure mom and dad aren't listening, so we're good. But um, <laughs> I don't know that I ever read a whole book. And now it's like I can't wait to, you know, whether it's so a little bit of Audible, a, a little bit this, a little yep. bit that. Sometimes I just have too many going. But um, you just take a few nuggets out of each one. And I think too much in life, people spend too much time looking out the window instead of looking in the mirror. And yeah. they want change, but they always want someone else to go first. And I think that we all have it in us. I mean, the, the cool thing about real estate is it doesn't take much to get into. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it doesn't take a whole lot to be wildly successful if you just put some fundamentals in place and simple as please and thank you and smile. I mean, just So let's treat go people. back there, right? So <laughs> personal growth is number one. That's the first thing you would yep. do. What's another thing that you would make sure that they do? Um, in starting out would be, you know, who you're, uh, who you're surrounding yourself with, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of characters in our business <laughs> and a lot of people that come and go yeah. and a lot of people get licenses and, 
you know, drive the new Mercedes and, and what, what their outsides look like aren't what their insides are mm-hmm. like or what's in front of the curtain isn't always what's behind. And so I think surrounding yourself by the right leadership, and that was a turning point in my career when I moved from franchises, was, um, I was, I was I'll say I was wise enough at the time, I didn't realize it, to follow, um, I would say, what I felt was the better what my heart told me I should be doing, mm-hmm. not what ego or other things said you could go do. Yeah. And looking back, I'm going, wow, thank goodness, because it was a, you know, it's one of those two, you know, where your where your wife has that intuition and says, mm-hmm. I think we should go this way, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, but here's all this, and I know this, and this, and and we'd have our own franchise, and we'd do this, and she's like, yeah, it's just that doesn't feel right, and you go, okay, we're, and this is the way we went, and you look up now and you go, thank goodness, because the the people you've met and come across are. Right are what makes it possible. For me and you to sit here today is such a small part of me and mm-hmm. such a big part of we. So mm-hmm. much of it is um, the opportunities that, I, mean, I won't say I, I won't be ignorant to the fact I haven't earned some of them, yeah. but at the same time, been given the opportunity and then just not let anyone down, you know? And, right, and I think there's also something there too that the wife, you know, listen to the wife, because that, more often when I don't listen to her, <laughs> mistakes the problem, happen. Yeah. Well, then, no one loves you more, is going to support yeah. you more, or have your back more, and have nothing other than your best interest. So it's just right. uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool place to be because it's, uh, you know, I got, I got shared, a, um, oh, maybe six months ago or so, um, we, the word wisdom came up, and we started talking about wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's funny, having four kids and having grandkids now, and you think about wisdom, and, you know, you try to share with them. And yeah, 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 yeah. And they got to go do it themselves. You know, that outlet over there, they still got to go put the fork in it. It's just yeah. how it works, right? We got to go do it and just got to yeah. say, I don't know. It happened to you, but probably not to me. And guess right. what? And then all of a sudden you get wisdom in your life. And I have mentors like Gary Keller and Steve Chater and some of the people who, who genuinely have no other interest than to help me be better and to shortcut some of the things that I could. And I finally went, I just need to start listening to that stuff. I just right. need to go. They don't have a motive. They truly care. But it's not everybody. It's a, it's a small circle yeah. that, that the wisdom is genuine. It's not out for their best interest. And I, my goal is to help instill that in a few people that trust in me and close to me that, you know, I'm going to share the journey um, because there's a lot to take away and a lot of, a lot of stuff we can avoid, you yeah. know, along the way. So I've heard that you're the king of farming. <laughs> so uh, <coughs> we're talking about that FedEx driver thing. Yep. So what I heard, and I don't know this is true, but while you were driving, there was a piece of mail and there was a piece of something from Kenny, right? So you're, you're farming while you're still driving. Oh, yeah. You're dropping all your packages. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, in that, I mean, you know, that was, um, I was in Moon Valley back in the day with FedEx, so 7th okay. Street, and that was my route. Oh, this is way before Mesa. Oh, yeah, way before. And, okay. um, well, actually, I was kind of, I was probably living out this way, Tempe or Mesa at the time, but that's where my FedEx route was. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Valentine. What year was this? Uh, this would have been got licensed in '99, so probably right at '99, 2000, okay. 2001, to 2002. And um, um, the Valentines were. I was probably even before that, so probably '97, '98, because mm-hmm. um, I was anyway. Um, and the Valentines uh, were everywhere I'd go. I'd see their signs all yeah, over no, there, they and I delivered to their house and and. Uh, it was just interesting to me and I went, wow, this just, it seems so efficient. Why would you want to shotgun all over the place? Mm -hmm. And you know, when I'd run my route, I got to know everybody. 
in, oh, yeah? in your efficiencies. And you know, you go to a, a customer's- All the mailboxes at their house. Mailbox, uh, back door, front door, if it was a business, who was signing, when they like picked up, meaning your customer service level went through the roof, right? Yeah. Whereas if I had a swing driver, someone doing my route, or I had to be a swing driver and do someone else's route, my efficiencies weren't as good. I was nervous because I didn't know where to go. My customer service wasn't as good because I was running scared half the time because you're always late. Behind, Whereas, yep. you know, when you're the regular guy. So it was like, when I got to East Mesa, um, I started almost going baseline. We lived there for four years and then moved out to Augusta Ranch. And I said, you know what, we're just going to we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna put our heads down for ten years. We're gonna work our butts off to make mm. this thing work and look up. And if we're still here in ten years, then we, we're probably gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, and that was on a one-year budget, but it was a ten-year vision. And, yeah. Uh, Very cool. It's crazy to think because we're in that same house still today, and uh, really? <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yeah. How how fast things have went. But yeah. you know the FedEx concept, and, and I think that's why I share that story sometimes for people because it helps them relate. Mm-hmm. You know the FedEx guys don't take a package and then you take one and the next guy takes one. T- they all take an area and mm-hmm. they just learn it really, really well. And that's right. the same thing I did in real estate was get to know the business owners, get to know the product, right? What homes are there, get to know the schools, the principals, get to know everything about it because I was better serving the area and the community and I got comfortable. Someone would call and I'd be like, oh, you're in the Ryland, you know, the 10 foot ceilings, the split floor plan. Did mm-hmm. you do the den option or this? Did you do the full patio? And they're like, okay, okay, come, you know, come list the house. Yeah, we, we know you know what you're doing or know the area. But the confidence went up yeah. and the efficiencies. And so it just became, you know, it just became fun. And then growth happened from there. Right. And that's why when Gary wrote the one thing, it was like, wow, I looked up and I went here, it was 10 years later, more than that, since he wrote that book since when I started 12, 15 years then, it was like, that was my one thing. I just didn't realize it. Like everything else was a distraction. As long as the newsletter went out, mm-hmm. as long as I ran the route, everything else was just, if it gets done, it gets done. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But this is the, this is the one thing. This is the priority, not priorities. It was yeah. the priority. It's awesome. So mm-hmm. let's talk about farming. I mean, I know you got the as a CLME, mm-hmm. right? But let's just talk about someone that hasn't heard of it and they want to get farming. What's some two, what are two or three things that you say, you know what, here's what you got to do if you want to farm your neighborhood, be the, be the expert. I would just say, call us. Well, let's just get in business together mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go rock this thing. Yeah. No, uh, well, that too. But right. um, you know, we teach a class because um, Gary finally told me, look, you got to come up with something because people call, email, text, whatever, mm-hmm. and they want your time, but then they don't go do anything. So mm-hmm. at least if they invest in our program, then it's like, hey, now let's help you because you've taken that first yeah, step. Skin's in the game. Yep, some skin in the game. And, and you've kind of gotten over that first wave of questioning because I've already given it to you. Like, I don't hide anything. It's right mm-hmm. there. I mean, I'm. it's not rocket science, geographic farming. The interesting thing is if you go back through all the markets, way before we were ever in real estate, mm-hmm. people farm. People farm all kinds of different businesses, meaning whether it's your database as a farm, I mean, you're just, you're just taking care of that database. Mm-hmm. You're farming that, you know, you're just basically keeping in touch. It's a, it's a putting a fence post or a, you know, a, a drawing something saying or that keep out. So you could call it a niche or a farm, yeah. whatever, but that's what it is. But as far as starting today, I would just say, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> as we go through, um, Farming, there's a lot of different pieces, right? I mean, we, we always say, you know, make make a business decision, not mm-hmm. with your heart. Because too many people, I want to farm this area. Well, what's a turnover rate? What's an average sales price? Do you want to be here for the next 15, 20 years? Because mm-hmm. this is where you're going to own a business. I mean, that's yeah. the vision anyway, right? To go from having a real estate job to owning a real estate business mm-hmm. in a geographic area. I mean, I don't want you just to have a database. Those are hard to sell. But if you mm-hmm. have a brand in a geographic area that people are doing business with the brand, that's a business that can outlast you. I mean, you can turn that over and keep it going. So I think that the vision being 
Um, you know, pick an area where there's some turnover rate, you know, mm-hmm. 5%, 7%, if you can find some of those kind of numbers, an area you like that you don't mind doing home inspections in those areas, you know, if it's older homes <laughs> or it's newer, because some crazy stuff out there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then just a budget, you know, I always tell people that my first year it was like, you know, I was spending about $1,000 a month on mm-hmm. print. We didn't have EDDM. We didn't have the color printing like we do today, the ease, the cost uh, of it. But have a so I had twelve thousand dollars we'd set aside, yeah. and it wasn't the fact it was twelve thousand dollars; just happened to be all the money we had. And so I was like, "Okay, we're going to make or break, but we're not going to quit." Yeah. And so we did this little newsletter thing and um, got a listing on the very first one. And I thought, well, this was easy. This, why doesn't everybody do this? Let's keep doing it. Yeah. And then I went seven months without one. And oh, really? Let me tell you about quitting points along the way. Like. Yeah. Everybody wanted free ads in my newsletter, but nobody was doing business with me. Mm-hmm. And you go through kind of like a seller does when their house isn't selling. Like, what's wrong? It's either the agent or it's my house or me or what's wrong. You start going, you know, am I doing something? You know, am I too young? Am I too? Do I not know what I'm doing? But I wasn't even getting out. to that. I wasn't even getting to the table, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the month seven, I got three calls in that one month, and I landed all three. And cool. from there on, I honestly didn't track anything. Uh, I wouldn't track anything today if it wasn't for Scott on our team. So, hey, man, really? to him. Oh, he's, he runs the operation. I'm blessed. He's, he's amazing. So you um, started Augusta Ranch? Yeah, so Augusta Ranch was about 1,700 homes. Okay, so you started 1,700. That mm-hmm. was the... That was the initial for about a little over two years until, okay. we, until I really started to get some market share in there. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting listings outside of there because there was kind of a, a bleed over. People knew people in the other community and say, hey, call these guys or call this right. guy. And so we went to 5,000, did that for about two and a half, three more years, mm-hmm. then went to 8,000, did that for about two or three more years, then went to 12,000, then 17,000. And now we just do the all the whole zip, which is about 21, 22,000 homes 20, a month. And what zip code is that? Uh, 85209 and 85212. Okay, so stay out. 209 yeah. 212 <laughs> if you're going to farm. Well, if you want to cut, I love, you know, when people do, it's awesome because it just, it just fires me up. I'm yeah. like, all right, we got to go buy another moving truck. Let's go do this. Let's go. Yeah. We got to do more of this. You know, just, you step up your game right. and uh, sometimes you get a little bit, uh, um, you know, complacent. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I think we're blessed because of the people I'm in business with today that there's no complacency. It's, we have big scoreboards in our office and on each side, success team and the sales team, everybody sees what everyone's doing. And it's a pretty competitive deal. What's the success team? Um, well, a lot of people call it their admin team okay. or that, but success team is just, they make the team successful. I mean, without them doing what they do to yeah. make us look good, because we're salespeople. I mean, right. you know, we like to go out and shoot it and drag it back to camp and then go do something else. And well, that's awesome, right? Because yeah, the, the salespeople normally get all the glory. So call them the success team. I mean, I, I like that because you're celebrating the people that make things happen. And they are, and, and, right? and they truly are. And it, yeah. it is, and you know, it really is a we mentality around our office. Mm-hmm. There's no heroes. I mean, our clients are the heroes at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just the guides along the way to help get them what they're what they're after and everybody shares in their role you know we do profit sharing you know 401k i mean we really want people to my goal you know we call it career visioning within kw and really to have the opportunity to achieve their goals under our umbrella it's not about can we make kenny more money it's about Mm -hmm. can we hit our goals and if we can then everybody can and so we've started creating all these divisions within our team we have our silver group now you have your investor side you know isa side that there's an opportunity uh builder relations it's just and all of a sudden you start finding opportunities for people Mm -hmm. to lead those things and it gives them that same entrepreneur spirit but within an organization where there's no ceiling to their growth I think or someone, opportunity. Some call it an entrepreneurship. Uh huh. Yep. Right. Inter- inter- yep. Yep. So yep. yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. All right. So, um, so we talked about farming. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Lead source, database, 
is up there too. Yeah, those those um, we were on. A, we were doing our coaching thing this morning, and um, I, it's interesting because when I started I, again, like I shared with you, I didn't track anything. You know, mm-hmm. my P and L was there's more money coming in than going You're not out. Not the C. No, there's no in your C. Organization. Not did. I don't think it even <laughs> registered. So yeah. Um, but you know the the goal of all of it. Um, um, you know, going back to that was we didn't sort and track it. It's a we, me. I didn't mm-hmm. sort or track. I was just like, hey, more business, more business. And, and most of it was all farming. You fast forward, you know, now, today, we consider a lot of stuff database, but it's really, if you track back the origination, mm-hmm. they bought and sold with us in 2001, 2003, 2005. Then they bought again and sold. And over the time, it's become a database, past right. client, when really the origination. So we're close to 60 five to 68% of our business is all database farming, that piece of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the internet stuff is is truly um, just, you know, icing on the cake, if you will, but the right. cake is not meant to need icing if you don't so, have to. <laughs> what's the third leg then? Um, well, I would, so I, I would say, um, you know, our biggest pieces, again, like you said, is farming and then database mm-hmm. sphere, you know, agent to agent referral. We do a fair amount of referral. Okay. Uh, and, so and that's like out of state? Yeah, out of state. Um, yep. A lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. And then, um, and then beyond that, you start getting into like your Zillow, Dave Ramsey, which is really such a minimal part, mm-hmm. even if uh, anymore. Um, and then, you know, open house, those, those kind of things. Right. So. Well, and, and it's interesting, right? You were talking about the database. You farm, and then you had the database, which you originate all back to the farm. And that's the Callaway's story, right? Uh, yeah, same I thing. I can't remember. It was like 85255254254. And they just started with just this farm. Then they went for the whole zip code right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. But they have this, like, countywide farm, but the base is still 85254. Yeah, you have the hub, right? You have yeah. the, the center point. That's the one thing is just that's the, the hub, basically. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Okay. Um, so how has technology impacted your business? (laughs) You know, it's funny. That's a, it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic, man. Technology is, you know, it's like 2018 is the, the technology conversation and, um, and 19 because Arizona is where everybody comes and tests their new toys out and we get, we get all of them (laughs) and we get all of them on top of each other and, and all spinoffs and, you know, and I think that's the that's the battle right now right. is, you know, robot versus realtor. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I look at our team and go, hey, if, if a robot could do it or, or technology could do it, they're not going to need us. Right. What is it that separates us? It's it's the emotions. It's the negotiations. It's the knowledge. It's the, um, you know, creating that experience for the client so that they go, wow, this was a value having you on my team. Because mm-hmm. when I teach classes, I always start with, you know, how many people in here or, you know, how did you get into real estate? I think you asked me earlier, uh, a bunch of them go, well, is when I bought my own house. I couldn't believe they made eight grand on that. And I <laughs> saw them twice and they weren't even at the closing. You're like, yeah. what do you mean they weren't at the closing? Oh, they weren't at the closing. I'm like, well, I, I can't imagine going to court with my attorneys going, well, hey, we're good. I got you to this point. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I don't need to be here for this. Like, yeah. um, and so I think we always have to look at if a robot could do what you're doing, then we're in trouble. But if we can create that experience, people do this every five years, seven years, 10 years, moving that is. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, if I ask you how many homes have you owned, not as your primary residence, Mm -hmm. the other wouldn't be fair, but as Mm -hmm. primary residence, you'd know right off the top. And then your mind would start going, (laughs) I remember memories there, I remember memory, and I see it all the time. Taking an Uber, no big deal. Cab company, technology wasn't a a challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Picking a flight, no problem. Right. Um, buying a house, there's still an opportunity for us to protect our industry, mm-hmm. but we have to truly create an experience for the client. And yeah. 
And I think that comes from, you know, all the standard stuff that people do, but really raising our game as far as our negotiation skills so they see the value in, mm -hmm. in, in that we're providing, um, you know, market value. Uh, we've been doing these homeowner workshops, and I'm just, I've been amazed at the amount of people. It's, it's all questions about getting the home ready to go to market. And yeah. it's so great that they come out early because I have samples of here's some of the things, and they're just like, I didn't know you could do that for that price. I didn't know you could do that. That's value, right? And yeah. that's when you feel really, really good about servicing somebody, you know, helping them achieve their goal. Um, you know, our why is to help people build wealth, um, to help people achieve the American dream and build wealth through home ownership. Yeah. And I think we talked about this, or we were talking about this before we started the show. I mean, you do your homeowner workshop. Uh, it's going to be in your office yep. moving forward. Moving forward, yep. Right? And it's just homeowners coming in, and you're, you're, you're giving them options. Yep. So I think that's phenomenal. I mean, if you want to provide value, because right now the biggest challenge is the homeowner is like, oh, I just went to open door, or I just did this. Yep. And the reason why is because they saw no value in talking right. to you. It was right? so convenient. I'm okay to leave 10 or 12 grand on the table because mm -hmm. it was so convenient um, and more in some cases, some cases not, it just depends on the price range, of course, but um, they make it, they've, they've simplified it so right. much that they go, well, what do I need you for? And Until you, there's an experience or a challenge or right. home inspection stuff or appraisal, you know, and then all of a sudden. And you've communicated to your sphere, your entire sphere, hey, there's a home ownership workshop, find out what you can do before selling your home. Yeah. Right. And that's all of adding value and the human experience. So that's great. hundred percent. You know, kind of the tagline right now is confused on selling in today's market mm -hmm. because, you know, Rayology now announced that Cobalt Banker is going to be doing their iBuyer. Yeah. Fantastic. I right. hope everybody does one. Yeah. It levels the playing field and let's mm -hmm. go compete again. Yeah. We all have one. Great. If it makes sense to the consumer, let's do that deal. If mm -hmm. it doesn't, let's help you get as much as you can. But our opportunity is people are confused right now. I mean, go on the internet for any subject and it's super confusing. I mean, you and don't you know which one to get trust. A tremendous number of great arguments on both sides. 100%. Yes. <laughs> There's no. It's, it's like politicians, right? I mean, yeah. you listen to their bashing each other right now and you're just like, like, is this really TV that we need to have on? But you can point, argue both sides. 100%. No problem. 100%. So. Uh, the other thing, so you and I were on a panel together. Yeah, uh, speaking yeah. Of technology. on technology. Yeah. We didn't talk about technology. No, we didn't. <laughs> so uh, there's one of the things we talked about was you can either try to fight it or figure out how you can work with it, right? right? And so you've got Offer Depot going on. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that? Yeah, and so, I mean, <coughs> the idea with, sorry, with tech is it's meant to be a tool that you control the mm -hmm. tech. What's happened is tech is trying to control you, mm -hmm. and then once that happens, you're an Uber driver, basically. I mean, yeah. you, you, that's where we're headed if we don't continue to push it. So no, basically, I mean, just simplifying the process. Like we had c c uh, clients in our own farm and they're going, well, we got to check this other thing out. And I'm going, well, why wouldn't you just go through us and we'll just help you with the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of create our own program called OfferDepot.com. And basically it's like Trivago is to real or to travel or Expedia is to travel. Mm -hmm. OfferDepot is to real estate. We go to the markets, we get you multiple offers, we give you a professional home valuation, put it in a one-page simple side-by-side -side comparison. Mm -hmm. You decide what's right for you. Yeah. Either way, you're represented. Because yeah. the big difference is, is you go to a builder, you're not represented. You go to an iBuyer, you're not represented. Mm -hmm. Just the facts. I mean, they, they work for themselves. That's yep. that's what it is. And I don't care how many cookies they give you or how nice the people are on the phone with those the iBuyer. Those cookies are pretty good. They are good. And it's good to go get some, but not to, uh, to still have your yeah. agent with you, right? Right. Um, but... 
we just saw a need that the consumer ultimately still needs guidance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've watched some where they fill out those forms and they forget to put key things about their house because it didn't ask that question yeah. or they didn't take the right pictures or they didn't market to the iBuyer like we market to them. We're used mm -hmm. to describing a home, you know, oversized corner lot, 10 foot RV gate, extended covered patio, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Whereas they're just going to put in the basics and, they're, and the by boxes. the way, they're not going to go to, you know, all of them. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of work. Load all the photos, do all that, and then mm -hmm. they're all calling you, and then your data's not safe. If they don't buy it, there's a chance that somebody else might, and all, all right. of a sudden, whereas when they go through us, we were it's submitted under us. Yeah. So there's no no phone numbers being shared, no anything being shared. So um, it was just a tool that we thought would be a good idea in our community to be able to share with people and give them choices again. Put the yeah. seller back in control of all their options with their trusted resource. So I liked a lot of what you said there because we're, we're the good guys again, right? Yep. We're not the, like, you know, I don't want to bother him or it's the, we'll just skip him. We're the heroes again. And the way we do that is we tell them, here are the things you can do to get your home ready. And here are the ways that we get you more cash offers so you can compare so that you're protected versus just leaving them alone. And then they're, you're just not part of the equation because you, you provided no value. So that was, I'm in a couple of different masterminds and that's always the continuing continuous challenge. How do we make sure that we're providing value versus like, oh my goodness, you already went over there? Right. It's too late. So yeah. I love what you said there. That's really Well, the key is that, that we want to keep <coughs> for us is keeping that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Cuz there's there could be a buy on the other end of that. They could be a sell by the down the road, the referral, but if they feel like they had to go around you, odds are they're going to be embarrassed to call you in the future they're and not so refer you. we just need to Again, I look at it like I always, when I, when I talk to and teach with people, like make sure that you're the voice of what's happening in the market instead of defending and getting upset that Zillow says this or the media says this. You're letting them talk to your database. Mm -hmm. You should be the expert and say, you know, give them a video update. Give them a, a something of value. Give them something where you tell them this is what's happening in your market, not the market, but mm -hmm. your market. And, and I just think that's the mistake we make is we kind of wait and think we did such a good job that they'll call us again mm -hmm. instead of, you know, it's a contact sport. You got to keep contacting people. And that goes back to what you were talking about earlier, using technology, right? Mm -hmm. So we got viral or bomb bomb or whatever. There's a ton of tools. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can 39.95 ourselves a month to death in this business. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> it's, this is going to change your life. And, and by the way, I, I've, uh, I've signed up for enough of those, so I can speak yeah. to the, and I'm looking in the mirror when I say that one, but, um, it, it's like everything, you know, I had a I had a little uh, little outburst in our sales team meeting last weekend, and yeah, not I, you. No, and I usually and I guy I got some slack from it, but what I got from it was massive action mm -hmm. after the meeting, and the amount of calls people made to invite people to their to our networking or to our homeowner workshop that yeah. weekend, because I was a little upset that we hadn't called enough people. The whole idea of doing that workshop was give them a reason to call people. Opportunity to call. Call even if they don't come. You're an authority, you're out in front of it, you're educating, hey, is there any questions that you have? It's a soft call. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, the whole Ford idea, you know, the family occupation, you know, all, trying to go through all that process, make stuff up, mm -hmm. it's on purpose. So I got a little fired up and um, we had one of our one of our agents call and uh, she ended up, uh, ended up cold calling through, which we don't do as a team, but she did in a, in a neighborhood, just made 20 calls to invite him to an open house. And the guy said, well, I'm actually looking at selling my house. Turns out he's buying a new house too. Mm -hmm. And we made it up with both sides of that, which Very is cool. just crazy in one one little push. And that's what I'm saying, guys. 
you got to go take do activities we can't yeah. sit and wait and you know, we're in the shift now we're we're we might as well just call it what it is we're yeah. we're there so you have to start doubling down and doing the things that um you didn't necessarily have to do when the fish were jumping in the boat the last few years <laughs> it's going to weed out some it's going to get challenging yeah. uh, two years from now i think it's going to look a lot different uh, I think we'll see a lot of mergers and acquisitions in our industry. Yeah, that's um, actually a question I'm going to be asking a little bit. Is it? Yeah. So, so, I, so the next question is, you said, you know, you're a simple guy, <laughs> but you're obviously wildly successful as well. So what do you attribute your success to? Um, you know, I just, truthfully, I just love, I love people. I love meeting people. I love personal growth and helping share things with mm -hmm. people. And um, I just think it's, um, for me, it's just a r relentless effort to, to figure it out. You know, yeah. there's always solutions. There's always, you know, um, oh, you know, some people, I forget the quote, you know, like there's a stone and some people, you know, look at it as, a, as something to trip over and other people look at it as a stepping stone. Like mm -hmm. it's just how you look at things. And, you know, we're, we, we share the 212 philosophy in our office, you know, 212 degrees. And that's been really our motto since 2005 yeah. is just, you know, just that extra degree in everything you do. And, and so I think you want to explain for people that haven't read the book, what um, well, means. 211 degrees, water's hot yeah. at 212. It boils, boiling right. water creates steam and steam's powerful enough to move a mm -hmm. locomotive. It's that yeah. one extra degree. Right. And I always say takes things from ordinary to extraordinary. Yeah. So even our restaurants, like our happy hours at 212. Like I just, it has to be fun and unique, mm -hmm. but it forces the servers to have to explain to our clients that we go 212 here. Like mm -hmm. everything we do, it's just gotta be, it, it just can't be average. You know, I tell yeah. my kids, I say, you want, you want average life? Just do average things, it's cool. My daughter fires her up every time. She's like, dad, I'm like, well, you know, just if you want, you know, average life, just do average things. And you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's that simple and that hard, right? right. It's true. And that's one of my, uh, big takeaways when I was at, I went to the high performance forum with Darren Hardy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And awesome, he was saying man. that, um, you know, he's, he's one of my favorites yeah. back in the day. Average was good. Yeah. Right. Good was good enough. And you, you had a good living today. If you're average, you're suffering. Like it's your business is dying. Well, do you ever look at your kids and go, mm -hmm. man, Ryan, I just hope you grow up to be average, buddy. If you can just <laughs> be average, like this would be so great. Just let's go for average. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what they teach them in school. That is what they teach them in average school. Average GPA, average mm -hmm. test scores, average, oh, if I could just get to average. Right. What? That's that's not, we're teaching the wrong stuff. So, it, but it starts in our own houses. It starts mm -hmm. with us, again, remember going back to us and then outwardly from there is, you know, controlling the environments and just, and just pushing a little bit. Honestly, it doesn't take much to be wildly successful. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've proven that and I wouldn't say I'm wildly successful, but had some success. Um, just by getting up every day and staying focused on what your what your goals and what your missions are. Yeah. Uh, so you're coaching lots of people. You've got a national, you know, uh, what's the word? Reach. Yep. Who's coaching you? Um, so my coach uh, for several years just took over and started uh, KW Business Coaching for mm -hmm. Keller Williams. It's Maps Coaching Business Mastery. Mm -hmm. So he's teaching outside of the real estate space. Um, Keller Williams has evolved to business coaching. So mm -hmm. for outside, not real estate related. So, mm -hmm. which tells you who I was coaching with. He mm -hmm. was an awesome, I mean, to be able to, for Gary to put him in the position that he, he's president of that organization mm -hmm. is, is awesome. So uh, I currently have a, a coach within uh, KW, within Keller Williams and mm -hmm. MAPS coach that I've had for, well, since Abe's, so I've only had the two. Um, yeah. And that's, and then I, and then I coach a couple agents throughout yeah. the country. So MAPS coaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming Gary's involved too. And then I've been fortunate that we have a real good relationship with, with GK and yeah. uh, get to spend time with him 
um, quite a bit. I was actually supposed to go to Austin again next week. Um, been really blessed to spend a lot of time with, with him and really get to see um, firsthand someone who just completely bleeds for the real estate agent. I mean, yeah. he is a he is a martyr. I mean, you know, what happened in February when, when at Family Reunion and how that got spun with, you know, some of the things that he shared up there because he fired everybody up. And you look <laughs> up six, eight months later and you're going, here it is, it's happening. He wasn't like, wrong. He wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. And because he doesn't care in the sense that he's going to speak the truth. He's not right. trying to be, what do you want to hear? He's, it's like going to the doctor, right? right? Do you want to hear what you want to hear? Do you want to hear the truth? Like, I want right. to hear the truth. I want to get fixed. What's wrong? I think that he just can come across sometimes as shock and awe because everybody wants it to be happy and okay. It's a grind right now, man. This yeah. is a, this is going to, I mean, this is a defining time we're in here. This next, you know, I'll even say six to 18 months is, yeah. It's crazy what how much we've seen even this year in, in, in technology push and changes in the way we do things. Yep. Yet the consumer, by the way, doesn't notice most of it yet. Not yet. That's the interesting thing. Uh, so Gustavo Placeros is asking what was the name. So Gary Keller is who we're talking about oh, right now. Sir. Oh, no, no. I mean, you and I, yeah. right? But, uh, okay. So what does your team look like today, right? I mean, you're doing a house a day. I mean, what, is, what does it take? How many bodies are there? How many agents and so on? Yeah, so we have um, Scott who runs our team, and then we have um, and you're coaching. Yes, right. and he does coaching. Um, so we have uh, two full-time transaction coordinators. We've been interviewing for a third listing manager, um, and then I have my assistant, uh, who's Stephanie, who's been with me for 15 plus years. She's kind of our, I'll say, my assistant database integrity uh, mm-hmm. role. But like today, we have someone that's on vacation this week. She's hopping back into that role because she's been there with me since it was me. She and knows so, how it's done. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we have a full-time runner who drives our little wrap vehicle. He checks on all our properties, uh, You know, carries tools, supplies, smoke detector batteries, sweep up, pick up newspapers, check, make sure thermostats, like just kind of oversees. Huge asset to our team. He's how the guy, often? Um, every two weeks on certain properties, every week on certain ones. Mm-hmm. And then we hang all our own signs, um, lock boxes. We want everything to be done a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does uh, something unique, I think, that we do in the business. is, And I've done it for a couple of years. We do seller walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. So most people do a buyer walkthrough. is very standard. I do. We do a seller walkthrough. So Doug goes through um, as the seller's moving out and takes pictures and makes sure that the house is in condition Mm -hmm. for the buyer. Because sometimes seller's perspective of leaving the house ready to move in Mm -hmm. and three broken, you know, shovels and 17 half empty paint cans that have been Mm -hmm. dried up and cleaning supplies and, you know, that broken fire pit out back and that crap that um, we know, especially when they're moving into our farm, that at the end of the day, the buyer sees our sign in the yard. Mm And if the house looks a certain way, we have to take responsibility for it. So we do. He does seller walkthroughs for us. And then anything and really, the agency. He's got something happens with the house, not broken windows, but right. like just crap in the backyard. He's hauling it away. Yeah. So we'll haul it away. Um, you know, obviously get permission from the seller. Say, hey, did you guys forget this stuff? And you know, <laughs> just try to make it like, okay, we have your permission to haul it away. Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You know, there's nothing worse. I've been on the other end of it as an agent with your buyer, and it's exciting. You go do a walkthrough, and you're like, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. you know, we went from this high of excitement to down here, and it mm-hmm. just creates, and it's never at a convenient time. No. So it's and like, scrambling. how don't we just get rid of that stuff? You yeah. know, you do enough business, you learn 
how do we just get rid of it? It's worth mm-hmm. investing in, in somebody like that that is such a value to our team. I and mean, if you ask the agents, I mean, he wins our culture award. Matter of fact, we had to tell him to quit. He just gets the award. Now, who else do we get a shot? Because he's just that guy. He'll be emptying the trashes. He'll run and do whatever. We're just, we're yeah. really blessed to have that on our team. Um, and my brother does the majority of our listing side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Lusk, who we've been blessed to uh, get in business with, is changing yeah. lives already, man. It's huge. It's yeah. so, it's, I, get, I get emotional thinking about it. It's so cool uh, and such an honor that, um, that he chose to be in business with us too. Out of all, all the choices, some amazing people mm-hmm. he was talking to, it was super humbling but super cool that yeah. uh, that he found his place with us uh, culturally and opportunity-wise. And man, right. he has not rested since he's been there. He is growing yeah. us. When you say people, I, I know I think we have two or three more starting next week. But you know the benefit we have is that um, you know our franchise can be the Navy in my mind, mm-hmm. and we can we can hire the Navy SEALs. So right. we get a chance to pick who we're in business with, and we go through quite a process because we want experts because we know our team brand. When we're doing a cross sale or anything, we know it helps us get deals done if if our reputation is solid. So our sales team has continued to grow. Have some newer people. Have some people been with us quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we're probably in the mid twenties right now, um, yeah. on our team We're uh, actually, my wife was doing it today. Um, I went and got a storage unit, bought a bunch of stuff out of model homes and we're starting to stage homes again on our own for our team. It's just an added value. Nice. Cause I know as this market gets tougher, it's that two, one, two, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, Hey, that house is vacant, but we know how that shows compared to, we, we know that the first showing on a house today is not through the front door anymore. Mm-hmm. It's online. Oh yeah. They've looked at it, sure. narrowed it down. If we don't looked even make that online. list. So the pictures yeah. bring life to it. And so, um, just, you know, really working hard to do what we can to just take the initiative and say, what's it cost us? Not that much more mm-hmm. to go out and, and then have a seller go, wow, like that was, that was pretty awesome. More so, than I asked for. More than I asked for because at the end of the day, we're in the solution business. Yep. We got to solve the problem. They give us a piece of crap to sell. We got to go. If, we, if we're taking the listing, you put your name on the listing. You now have to go help figure out how to sell it. It's yep. not. Yeah, it can be their fault, but at the end of the day, the neighbors see your name, your sign hanging out there. So I go. We got to take responsibility on how to solve this. So, with your business model the way it is, do you have an ISA? Um, we don't. We've went back and forth on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the agents really wanted to keep that in house um, because they felt like they were responding promptly. Um, we are testing a new system right now. We partner out some of the leads mm-hmm. through one of these programs to try the, the live answer and the, mm-hmm. the ISA type piece. Um, so the answer is we haven't, uh, have, we do have one um, uh, virtual um, assistant mm-hmm. currently that does um, data entry, all the listing entry, um, a lot of the back end stuff on the listing side to get yeah. it ready to go to market. And then it comes back to the listing manager to finalize and make sure all the, the quality control. Okay. So I'm driving around in a five, two, one, two, right. And I see a Kenya cloud sign and I call it, what does that number go? Uh, right to our office, right to your office. And so then, um, during the day it rings right to the office and mm-hmm. then it gets sent right to a salesperson mm-hmm. evenings and weekends. It just rotates to the whole sales team and whoever answers it first. So okay. it's always a live, live answer. Very nice. Uh, is there a tool system CRM that you cannot live without? Um, I mean, currently the answer is Boomtown. We've been using since 2013 and we mm-hmm. just, I don't want to say mastered it, but because of Scott, 
we've really learned how to use that system because he's built all of the the, to- the toys that it offers. Mm-hmm. You know, most people jump systems and say this system, this system, but they don't really, we're agents, we're, we're realtors. I mean, we're not, yeah. like to know how to build a campaign and to do all these things where he set all that up for the agents. And so basically, you know, if it's a nurture, a watch, whatever it is, that once it hits, there's a text campaign, an email campaign, whatever, it's already done, it's, yeah. it's plug and play. So to answer that, um, that would be on the on the incubation and the lead gen side. That's by far you have to have something like that. Okay, and then we were uh, the question was gonna be where you see the business in three to five years, but we're talking maybe six to eighteen months. So I don't know, year and a half, two years. Where do you see this business going? You know, again, you know, none of us know for sure, right? So right. we're we're sitting here. Would neither one of us have that crystal ball? But I think that. Scale is gonna be very important for agents because it takes a lot of money to run a real estate business mm-hmm. today. I mean, I, there's a lot of fixed cost every month to make it look good and to run it the way it needs to. And I think that um, the opportunity to get in business with other people will continue to be um, bigger than worrying about whose name's on the building or on the shirt or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be, are we achieving our goals? Do we have a quality of life within it? Um, and I, so I do think that you'll see some teams merge. I think you'll see a lot of agents end up on teams that are good agents. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. They just don't want to deal with all the stuff. They're good right. salespeople. They don't want to deal. They want to go make their money and, and, and that's it. And there's, mm-hmm. by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Or I want to buy some flips and do that. But if I'm running a business, I got to deal with running the business. It takes me away from doing. And so. that's the, 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 there's multiple parts where we're, we're in the relationship business. We're in the sales and marketing business. We're in the leadership business. We're on a lot of different businesses, uh-huh. and, there's, and there's a lot of parts of it that just suck. Yep. Right. So I, I think that's an interesting perspective. You're saying that you know there'll be good agents that are willing to you know sacrifice their ego a little bit just to do the things that they enjoy the most. You know, and, and you know because you you know Ty personally too, mm-hmm. and I know it's like the Ty show now, right? We we love Ty, but <laughs> we all love Ty. Um, him coming over has been so like it, it, it gave me I didn't even know we were in, in, in I didn't even know he was thinking about it mm-hmm. first of all and that we were even in the running for it someone had to yeah. say hey do you know Ty's looking like you should talk to him like if he wants to he knows you know he knows where we're at and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna go bug him I mean I don't anyway and so he did and we talked and uh but it's been really fun to see because he is like I hear him on the phone telling his friends or people he's talking to or past mm-hmm. clients how how excited he is because he's getting to do the part that he's so good at, and that right. is helping our sales team. I mean, he's our six, he's our uh, sales director. He's making helping make our sales team be the best that they can be through mm-hmm. training, through answering questions, through quality control, through their weekly four one ones. So to see that it made me go, it's possible. Like we need to start looking out there for who's really good at something mm-hmm. that we don't have. That if we were in business with them, would make them and us better because they mm-hmm. could make that a monster within the industry because they wouldn't have to worry about having food with their meals because there's already an income coming in because right. they can go now exploit what they're doing and that's what you know we see happening for him right now and, and we see that as um we have a whole opportunity map that we mapped out and mm-hmm. go okay now who do we need who, who can we find that would would be a leader in those roles to make this thing because i wouldn't be surprised if we end up with 50, 60 people on our team in a year yeah. or two. It's not about quantity, by the way. And some people focus on the quantity. It's mm-hmm. not. Is everyone hitting their numbers? Are they getting the results? Like we're working on our GPSs for next year so we mm-hmm. can provide our, our team goal because our retreat's in two weeks or three weeks. And um, Elaborate. 
what GPS stands for? Um, goals, uh, priorities, and strategies. So yeah. it's basically a one-page business plan. So it's yeah. like, okay, how much do you want to make next year? How much mm -hmm. do you want to make? Not how much do I want to make you. How much mm -hmm. do you want to make? And then we just list out, okay, what are the strategies to do it? Uh, or what are the priorities? So if it's farming, if it's database, if it's mm -hmm. open houses, whatever your three are, and then what are the five strategies right. to make those things get you to that goal? Yeah. So it's written down. And then we just take all of those and say, okay, that's how much that helps for the team, but the team wants to be at this number. So right. we need to find more three more people or five more people that do this amount of business that can hit that under our umbrella mm -hmm. and, and go make it as big as they possibly want to make it and, and go impact lives. Like our charity's doing so well right now. We're raising money and, and just be able to give back. I've done a couple things recently and now I have a new goal. I just want to keep pushing that. Like I want to go build a house for somebody eventually. We want to go, you know, start doing where we're putting the new AC on and where we're doing this. And and, but it's all achievable through through the power of we uh, yeah. pulling together. So it's super exciting. I don't not saying the individual agent can't still flourish. It's just a lot of hats to wear. And if yeah. you look online in, in in tech, we can't avoid it. Like you go to Zillow for example, um, which was what most consumers are looking at still. Mm -hmm. They're going to look on there, and if they're, I mean, even in our own market where we have been on their doorstep for ten years, they still go look there, mm -hmm. and they see how many homes you've sold in that zip code, how many homes you've sold um, in the last twelve months, how many reviews you have. Right. So when you combine that, like we have, and we're at six hundred and some reviews now, I mean that's pretty solid compared to the poor person who may have a great year and sell twenty four homes mm -hmm. and get twelve of those to do reviews. Right. They could be a great salesperson, but they get dominated by this. Right or wrong, it's just what's happening. They just happening. can't get through the noise. And, and that's it. It's the noise. And so I, I do think that from a scale perspective and cost, like if everybody has to have outgoing, you know, everybody has to have a Boomtown account. Everybody has to have transaction management. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to have this. You just add all that up and you're like, I got to make X just to start. Or I just go do the part I really love, and it's all upside. <laughs> it's right. all net. So what would happen to your organization if the market took a dip? Um, we are actually somewhat in our sales team meeting this morning. We actually talked about how yeah. awesome that will be in, in, in the sense of market share growth. And that's where, even in the short sale market, once I decided we had to do short sales because I didn't want to in the mm -hmm. beginning, no one did, but I truly just like, yeah, no. Um, we realized that having our newsletter, what it did is it created an audience for us. Mm -hmm. So the newsletter was the same every month, just the message and it changed. Yeah. So we went from avoid foreclosure, know your options, and we had a short sale workshop, we had a CPA, an attorney, um, and myself there, and we would teach the people about, because they trusted us, right? right? They didn't, the yellow bandit signs and all the stuff that was going on. So we had that going. And then it was road back home. So we had a program to help people get on the road back home because their head was buried in the sand. They mm -hmm. were, it was embarrassing, right? I don't want to own a home again. Well, by the way, you could own one right now for like half price. So mm -hmm. I mean, it might be a real good time. And now the homeowner workshop, which is just an outreach to the community to say, hey, we're here to stand in front of you and be an authority in the area and in the market. And whether you come to the event or not, people are seeing it in the newsletter every month right. that, hey, they're out doing this. So we just... Um, so you've got the medium, the message just changes. Mm -hmm. And so even though there's a dip, you already have the medium. And the dip is, uh, as we saw the last time, mm -hmm. 
be a lot more a lot more really nice houses available to, to buy and um you know i should have could have wood all over myself this last time right yeah. i mean i sold 16 houses to one lady and i'm going why wasn't i that guy i mean we two and a half times her money and you know 24 months and you're going man i mean i did a couple and it was awesome but i didn't have the connections or the cash then i'm going that right. won't happen this time i mean and i'm not saying by the way i don't think we're going to see when we say dip it's getting back to a normal An market adjustment it's 90 to 120 days to sell a house we just don't know what that is because a lot of people have been in the business have only seen three to nine days on the market is right. like holy cow it's taken that long um i don't think it's necessarily bad but the problem is is that we have to be out like we, we had the cromford report at, at our meeting this morning to show mm -hmm. people so our team is educated on the amount of price reductions happening already in the in the last quarter uh, average prices uh listing inventory going up a little bit it's not scary but it's moving yeah. And the fact it's moving and it consistently tells us that it's it's coming. So the opportunity is there to double down on activities while everybody else starts going, uh-oh, we better see if our old employer will take us back or this or that because <laughs> the fish aren't jumping in the boat. It's it's hard work again. So I think it's a cleansing and an opportunity to gain market share, yeah. quite honestly. What is your biggest struggle right now? Um, time. Um, you know, just wanting to do so many things. Like mm -hmm. there's just opportunities right now. And um, trying to sort and qualify those, but uh, I would just say time because I just want to love on everybody and just sit down, and grab their little cheeks, and just let's talk and how can I help you? And you know, yeah. and you just you just have to sometimes realize you keep moving. It's like right. today I got out of bed at six thirty this morning. And she's like, "Where are you going? You're you're sick. You've been coughing all night. You're a mess." And I'm like, "I got to go. I got to meet the the painters at the office because we've done this expansion mm -hmm. at seven, and then I haven't stopped since. And the whole thing is is that you know you just do what you got to do. But I'd say. You know, time and then people, because we have so many, what I would say, opportunities right now, mm -hmm. because I kind of feel like we've created a, a small, this is probably a terrible analogy, but like almost like a small Amazon, if you will. Like, right, we want to be the hub. Like, so if they need home services, we should have that division. Like, mm -hmm. that's my, like, hub home services, I've already got it registered. Like, that's next. Like, why not just service that client and keep that house perpetually maintained for the life that they're in it? Mm -hmm. That's a huge value piece. Right. I need someone to run that for me. Mm -hmm. um, our investor division, start teaching workshops to investors on self-directed IRAs and those kind of things. So it's that, those who's that actually take the ball and run and don't give it back. Like, just yeah. own that piece. But we have, when I say Amazon, what I mean by that is you have the customer base. Like mm -hmm. we have, you know, we sold 531 homes last year. You compound that year over year over year, the last several years, you know, three to four to 500 houses. It's a lot of people who trusted you. And I realize some of those moved out of state. So I get that. Yeah. Still a ton of people that, how else can we service them besides just one real estate? How do we talk mm -hmm. to them about would they want to invest, helping their kids buy their first home? Like mm -hmm. there's so many other pieces. We started our silver group, which is helping people, <coughs> excuse me, from active adult into assisted and memory care. Mm -hmm. um, that's already become now started to become a conversation point for people. And we have someone leading that. She yeah. made, she's still doing real estate transactions, you know, while we're building that. And that's mm -hmm. the benefit we have. You can still be in the sales team doing business, but then building this part, this arm of our organization. Yeah. So, uh, so what, is your favorite, best, or most interesting failure? Oh. <laughs> this is a Darren Hardy moment, right? I mean, oh, yeah. just fail faster, fail, do it more mm -hmm. often. Um, man, I, I just think, you know, just not planning things out and just trying them, because mm -hmm. there's always new shiny objects for us and saying, hey guys, 
with the team, hey, we're going to go do this. This is the greatest thing ever. And then it falls flat because we didn't think it through. And, you know, kind of it's like kind of going to a convention or a workshop and you come back like Moses coming down from the mountain. Like, <laughs> we're going to fix you all. Like We got this. Now it's like we have an agreement one week. Like, come back. You can't talk about any of it for a week. Like, oh, just week? don't okay, talk because, because it gives your emotions time to come back down, too, mm-hmm. and go. Yeah, that was a dumb idea. I was just high as a, I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. You get in the thing, you're jazzed up. Um, shopping cart ads I did one time. I remember I got I got sold on. I was still working at FedEx. I was probably my second year, and someone called me, and they're like, oh, yeah, we did a poll in front of Safeway, and we asked, you know, who you knew in real estate, and your name kept coming up. And I'm like, whoa, no way. Like, that is so cool. And I can remember, <laughs> this is great. You know, and there went $3,500 or whatever that right. I didn't have, and, you know, to have kids' butts on my face. And, I always you know, feel was, so bad when I'm at the grocery store. I was like, oh. Oh, that sucker got sold. Oh gosh, it was, and, and yet I say that, and I'm on the ad sticks at Safeway in, uh-huh. in our farm, and those things have a tremendous return because everybody sees them. The point is, but it's in your farm. But they be, already if know the you. grocery carts were in my farm, great conversation mm-hmm. because you're playing. Sometimes in a farm, you're playing as much defense as you are offense, right? right. You're just keeping people out too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, failures. I would just say would be moving too fast, um, not having a hiring process really until mm-hmm. I went to Keller Williams, and all of a sudden you're like holy cow, this is world-class hiring stuff here. Yeah. And we use it in our restaurants, a lot of the same process. Cause it's just business model. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have to have systems and, and, and systems are what makes things work. Not, you know, you know, we're the visionary, right? Did you read Rocket Fuel? Oh yeah. Right, yeah. so until I found Scott, um, and I say I found Scott because I was thinking, did I say that right? Yeah, until really I was fortunate enough to, have, to get in business with him, mm-hmm. I had new ideas six seven times a day like this is going to be great my poor brother had to deal with all that at the time and they're all great ideas they're all great ideas at the moment (laughs) but now scott implements them and we've watched our business like if you come into our office and see our scoreboards and see the marketing materials that Mm -hmm. go out in our newsletter you can just see when he took it over and the quality and the events that we're doing and now we have ideas and it's like boom he lets us go do execute as he puts together that part of it. And it's just, a, it's it's huge. Rocket Fuel is huge to understand. Until I have that person, everything else is just, I'm just a hot mess. Yeah. Like I'm just, just tripping over myself. So on that topic, what book would you say has had the greatest impact on you in the last year or two? Man, I should pull my phone out for that. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, there's, gosh, when I think of what book, uh, currently, I would say building a story brand has been mm-hmm. game changing for us. Yeah. And uh, you've heard me use some of the analogies without even reading the book yet, but really making the client the hero, mm-hmm. being the guide through the process. If you look at our new business cards and our websites, everything is pictures of families and pictures of house and stuff versus awards and that kind of stuff because yeah. it's got to be all about the, the, the no one cares the, about your awards. They don't. They don't give a crap. I mean, honestly, only people um, care are you and your mom. Really, I, I would say you're probably pretty close to that, yeah. and and who got second. Other than that, it really doesn't. You know, after that, yeah. it really doesn't matter. And you quickly realize that. You right. know, if you've never won, you know, one of the awards, you go, oh, that's going to change my life, and you get it, and you're like, it just made me a bigger target. It mm-hmm. didn't really, didn't really do much. And clients yeah. go, that's great. So how much more money do I need to make you? Like mm-hmm. that's not you. You just stay humble, stay hungry, right? right. And just. Um, just go serve people and money becomes a byproduct. It's just, uh, you keep creating opportunities. But books, building a story brand, I would say, um, there was a book, Getting to Yes, which kind of was on negotiation and mm-hmm. some things like that. And I realized there's a ton of human psychology that I didn't understand on how to get people to do what they want when they didn't necessarily want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, I could go on and on traction, 
which is all part of the rocket fuel series, right. EOS, that stuff. Um, I would say those would be the main energy buses as a, you know, a flight to San Diego, read John Gordon, but it just kind of gave me that positive, like, you know, is yeah. everybody in the right seat in the bus and, and that type of thing. So. so I like that you brought up traction because, um, so next week, one of the guests we're going to have is Gary Harper and he runs Sharper Solutions, which is, he's a traction coach. Wow. So okay. that's going to be awesome that's to have so him on the cool. show because yeah. many people, many guests say they love traction. So mm -hmm. that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So that was awesome. That was a lot of really good actionable tips. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And then don't forget, we got another one next week, two o'clock and we got the Godfather coming in. We got Russell Shaw. Oh man. So himself. good thing I went before him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go after him. Oh, so. no way. No way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you. All right, my you. friend. Yep. It was awesome. Well, thank you uh, for the opportunity and oh, uh, it was a pleasure. I'm so. glad you were able to power through it. Yes. Yeah. Now go home and get <laughs> some sleep. So get some rest. Yep. All right. Cool. See you guys. Thanks, everybody.